everybody and welcome back to another episode of All Things Considered. Today we're going to be talking about cancel culture. Now cancel culture can be defined, I just googled it here, as a phrase contemporary to the late 2010s and early 2020s used to refer to a form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles, whether it be online, on social media, or in person. Those subject to this ostracism are said to have been cancelled. Now, I wanted to talk about cancel culture because of one of the most recent um, scandals, if I could say, that happened. Um, Ned Fulmer, who's one of the Try Guys, whose whole personality on their channel was about loving his wife. So if you don't know the Try Guys, the Try Guys are these group of four men that started off on BuzzFeed and they had a series where they just tried out different things, you know what I mean, basically. So then they went out of BuzzFeed and they started their own channel where they tried different things like they try skydiving for example or they try getting you tattoos or they try um experiencing labor just stuff like that it's basically their whole thing right so Nut Fulmer who's one of the try guys um was caught having an affair with, with one of the employees right and he's a co-owner a partner manager of the company and he was caught cheating with a assistant producer so now there's a power imbalance there you see and it could open the company to a lot of legal action and it was also just really bad on him and the company in general because like i said his whole personality on the channel was that he loved his wife like there's a whole compilation of him saying my wife on his channel and then now he's caught cheating so obviously now he's canceled right and i think that cancel culture in its idea and its ideology and its fundamentality like on a fundamental level makes sense because i think cancel culture is basically about accountability you know holding people companies businesses accountable for the morally or ethically wrong things that they do you know like if a company is caught or is found out that they're using child labor from a third world country to produce their products it would make sense for you to cancel them because ethically that is incorrect and you cancel them and you don't buy their products anymore ethically incorrect right makes sense for you to cancel them and then if someone like for example that example that i just gave of one of the try guys cheating on his wife ethically and morally that is not okay makes sense for you to cancel them right so i'm all for accountability but my problem with cancel culture is first of all cancel culture doesn't leave room for people to grow. No one's perfect. Everyone's going to make mistakes, but cancel culture is so extreme that someone who's canceled a lot of the time 
find it really difficult to move past that or to recover, you know. And in some instances, I guess, because of the magnitude, but sometimes the punishment doesn't fit the crime. I don't know if this is one of them, but I remember this happened a couple of years ago, and I'm just really going to be talking about YouTube drama because that's all I really know about and YouTube scandals. But this uh, beauty YouTuber called Laura Lee, um, there was a video that resurfaced of her saying the N-word. And it wasn't just her. It was her and a bunch of other YouTubers. I think Manu MUA was there and... Those are the olden teenagers that I remember, but yeah. Um, all the other guys, everybody got cancelled, right? But all the other guys, or all the other people involved, were able to kind of make it through. But Laura Lee, till this day, she is still cancelled and her career has never recovered. You know? And I think that there was an opportunity for her to learn and grow and know why saying the n-word is bad but then again i mean at the time when she did get cancelled she was old enough to know that saying the n-word is not good honestly speaking she was but she got cancelled and she never recovered but in other instances is or other uh, another example that i would give that i can't but what I'm basically saying is that it doesn't leave room for people to learn from their mistakes and to grow. It's like an and all. Like a lot of the people that get canceled after that, they they can never come up from it. They can never revive their careers. They can never truly learn from their mistakes, which is bad. And another thing about cancel culture, like I said, is that sometimes the punishment doesn't fit the crime sometimes it really doesn't like for example um lizzo released a song and i think i talked about this in my one of my podcast episodes she released a song where one of the words meant something different in a different country like it was an offensive word in a different country and obviously she didn't know that and then she started getting cancelled and dragged on Twitter. Twitter is another app that is so toxic and so unhinged. I mean, I enjoy being on Twitter, but I'm just saying that, like, it's so toxic and so unhinged and people get super outraged and being cancelled on Twitter is one of my worst fears. But anyways, um, she was getting dragged on Twitter. How could Lisa not know this? How could she use this, you know, um offensive word yada 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 and it's like how is she supposed to be able to know everything about everyone everywhere like that is simply impossible you know what i mean so it's like there was no need for there to be that much outrage over something like that because it could have simply been a thing of oh lizzo you probably don't know this but that word is offensive in this certain part of the world so you know so what Lizzo had to do is she has to change she had to change actually the word out of her song but I just feel like she shouldn't have been cancelled for that you know I feel like she shouldn't have been cancelled for that and then my other problem with cancel culture is that it is selective cancel culture is so selective and it's so frustrating like if i could give one of the biggest ones that happened 
Um, I don't know when this really, I don't know if it was last year or the year before that, but Shane Dawson, who was a really, really big YouTuber, um, and honestly, people still know about him now. Um, I think he, he came back to the internet. But basically, um, when he was starting out, and I think he was in his late teens, early 20s, um, he did a lot of questionable sus things. Like, there's a video um, of him... I don't know if he was sharing gum with a young fan. Um, and there's also a video of him telling um, young kids on a video call to take off their clothes. And then there's a recording of him on a podcast saying that um, he came in as cat. You know what, guys? This is going to get really, really bad. Like, it's so bad. And then there's another um, one of him talking about how... Um, he doesn't think pedophilia is that bad because it's like, okay, let's say, for example, this is what he said. I, this is all allegedly paraphrased. Don't sue me. But he was like, and I'm very much paraphrasing here. I heard about this a really long time ago, but he's basically saying, you know how people have like a fetish of feet. So maybe somebody searches feet on the internet and jerks off to that yeah it's weird but it's not really like you know it's weird but it's not really like something that you go to jail for or something that you'd be counseled for you know what i mean so it's like okay what if somebody just searches up a video i mean a picture of a baby and then just starts jerking off to that like why is that a problem and i was like oh my god i can't believe he's saying this you know and then there was also another video of, of uh, that resurfaced of him kind of, um, he wasn't actually jerking off, but he was like, you know, just doing the motions of jerking off to a poster of, is it Willow Smith? Yes. I just, I said a lot of things right now, but this is not even like everything. It's not even like everything, like it's bad. Um, and those videos and, and statements and everything that he said, um, was from a while ago. Oh, he also did blackface. I mean, and he also said the N-word. I mean, you know, typical white YouTuber. Uh, yeah. So anyways, he did. And those videos and things are from a while ago. A while ago when YouTubers like almost kind of starting out and like Vine was still a thing and all of that stuff. And um, it came up again at some point in his career you know, notes app, apology, video apology, shore shop, sweep it on the, the rug, right? And then he's just kept on booming and booming and booming. And then it resurfaced again relatively recently. And now he's like canceled for good. But my thing is, even at the time that he did this, like, I don't think it's even a question of Oh, it was the time. It was the sort of sense of humor at the time. Because I think pedophilia has been ethically and morally wrong since the dawn of time. Or at least it should be, you know? Well, I don't know if it really was. Because in uh, African culture... Um, I don't even know why I'm saying African culture. I just can't pinpoint a specific group. But, you know, I'm just saying. In African culture, 
older men tended to marry really young kids. And obviously that's criminalized now, but, but that's not the point of what I'm saying. The point of what I'm saying is that pedophilia, blackface, you know, telling kids to take off their clothes, that's just always been wrong. But because he's a cis white man he wasn't really canceled, you know what I mean? And it's selective. And there's also the scandal of David Dobrik, which, um, in which he allegedly, I'm going to say allegedly, don't want to be sued, in which he allegedly let one of his, I don't know if it's one of his friends or just a guy he knew, sexually assault a woman. And David Dobrik Yes, he got canceled for a little bit, I guess. People were outraged and they're like, oh, David Derrick, you know, you know, that was so wrong and stuff. But now he's fine. Um, He's fine now. At the time, the projects that he had going on obviously fell off and um, he lost brand sponsorships and all of that for a little bit. But now he's back and booming and bouncing and good. And it's like, this is selective. You know what I mean? If it was somebody else, they would have never recovered, you know? And cancel culture would work if it was not selective and the punishment fit the crime, you know? And another thing about cancel culture is that it just seems like people are outraged at the outrage. You know what I mean? It's like, even if you're looking at the situation and you're like, well, you know, I don't know. I don't think that's bad. You are automatically ostracized too. And it's just like this idea that's very imposed on everybody that, okay, we are just going to cancel this person and everybody should be mad at them. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't leave room for people to really have their own opinions, which sucks. That it's like, if we're deciding that this person is canceled, everybody must agree with it. You know what I mean? And it just it just really, really sucks that that's how cancel culture is. And cancel culture also doesn't really open up people to... What did I want to say? Yeah, what I want to say. Cancel culture doesn't really open up people to different perspectives and different opinions. And with cancel culture, it's usually you're guilty until proven innocent. You know, it's like, okay, somebody decides this is bad. And then you spreads really quickly on social media. Being canceled on social media is like one of the worst things in the world because news spreads really quickly. And when it does start spreading, like a lot of misinformation also comes in and a lot of false information comes in. And it just, it, it gets really out of hand. It gets really, really out of hand. And somebody ends up being guilty before proven innocent and you are only proven innocent if there is a substantial amount of evidence that would prove you innocent you know what i mean um there's that thing about the james charles drama that happened a few years ago where um he was accused of going for underaged fans and at the time when he was canceled he was called out by another youtuber Tati Westbrook and 
immediately when that video dropped, everybody believed what she said, took a word as a gospel, ran with it, you know what I mean? And he started getting canceled, canceled, and it was really bad, and people were saying a lot of things, and what he did, which is really dumb, is he didn't think. And then he uploaded a, you know, typical YouTuber apology, um, sitting there crying, no makeup on, gray hoodie and stuff. And then afterwards, people were calling bullshit. They're like, no. And then he came back, dressed up nice, did his makeup and came with receipts and messages. And he managed to clear his name. Now, the thing about James Charles is that he was, I'm sorry to say this, but not very smart because then he just kept on talking to underage boys and then he got canceled again. And now I don't think he's ever really recovered, has he? No. But all I'm saying is that there needs to be a substantial amount of evidence, like receipts. Do I think James Charles deserved to be canceled for that? I I really do. I mean, talking to underage fans for first of all that's an imbalance of power like obviously they're just gonna go with it because you're this big time youtuber talking to them you know what i mean but that's besides the point that i'm making the point is that there needs to be a good and and heavy substantial amount of evidence to kind of eradicate the the claims and for you to go on and live a normal life from cancellation you know there's so many examples of people that have been canceled that i can give because you know um i really stay up to date to youtube drama but for me the one that irks me the most about cancel culture is how selective it is because there was a time when pewdiepie allegedly said the n-word on stream PewDiePie, yeah, I guess he got canceled for a bit, but he's still up bubbing and booming right now. But Laura Lee, on the other hand, that I gave the example of, said the N-word, she's never recovered before. And for me, what I've noticed is cis white men tend to get away with cancel culture. They tend to get away with not being canceled and slipping through the cracks and everybody just forgetting about it. You get what I mean? It's just really frustrating. And another thing about cancel culture is that it doesn't, it just creates this thing of people not being open to hearing other, others' opinions and people also being afraid of giving their own opinions. There are a lot of things or a lot of controversial opinions, controversial in quotes, of course, that I have, but I would never post about them because you're always just really afraid of being canceled, you know? Like, people these days are so afraid of voicing out their opinions and their views and their beliefs from their fear of being canceled. And because being canceled... These days, it's not just something that like, okay, people are mad at you and they're angry. No, like it literally affects your whole life because social media is so big. So once you get canceled, no one wants to hire you. No one wants to be friends with you. Like it's a whole thing, like your whole career and livelihood gets ruined. And the thing is, it's not just celebrities that get canceled. Even your average people, this can happen to you. You know what I mean? Like even your average person can get canceled and it would be really difficult for you to get a job because these days employers 
from what I've seen and heard, they go through your social media and your social media presence. You get what I mean? So if you get canceled, no one's going to want to hire you because that's going to look bad on their business and they want to make money and they don't want to, you know, get that outrage from hiring somebody that was canceled previously. You get what I mean? So cancel culture has a lot of flaws. It really does. And what I would hope for society to go from is to move from cancel culture to more of accountability culture. Because I feel like if cancel culture is used correctly, people can really grow and learn. I think a prime example of this is Logan Paul. Logan Paul was canceled because he took a video of a, of a suicide victim in a suicide forest, right? He was vlogging every day on the ground and um, he then took a video of somebody that took their own life in a Japanese suicide forest. And he got called out for it by everyone under the sun. It was even in the news. It was really, really bad. And, you know, he did the usual notes apology video. Um, and the meme that came from that when he was like, I made a severe lapse in judgment. You know what I mean? And Logan Paul took a long break from social media and posting and YouTube um, he took a long break and reflected, and I'm not a huge Logan Paul fan. I don't know if I could even call myself a Logan Paul fan, just in general. I think I'm just someone that knows Logan Paul and semi keeps up to date with what he's doing and watches his videos occasionally. I've never really listened to his podcast, but I hear it's good. But if you can see the Logan Paul before him being canceled and the Logan Paul now, seems like two very different people. He seems like he's actually like I will never know. I don't know him personally, but he seems like he's actually grown and learned and matured from it. You, it was very easy for you to like in Logan and Jake Paul. Jake Paul, nobody liked, nobody liked. People just hate watched him really. Also Logan Paul, they were kind of the same person. He sucked, but at the time Logan sucked just a little bit less. You get what I mean? But now it seems like Logan has matured and, you know, acquired accountability pretty sure he's learned from his mistakes and is now a more grown and mature person and you can even tell from the content that he makes that it's a little bit more mature less angsty and very um shock value ish because that's the kind of contact content they used to make and if cancel culture accountability culture was used in that way then it would be a good thing because like i said i feel like people should be held accountable you know what i mean I feel like people should be held accountable and should be let know when they're doing the wrong thing and also companies because companies tend to want to take the easy way out the shortcut the less expensive route and do things that are unethical. But if as a society we band together and we boycott and we call out, then businesses are more aware and more cautious to, you know, be a more ethical and to just treat their customers and their employees that much better. You know, so I'm all for accountability. But 
it should leave room and it should leave grace for people to learn from their mistakes because we're human. We're human, you know. I can't imagine how it must be to be a celebrity because, and especially a young celebrity growing up, because imagine if all the dumb shit you said growing up was publicized. We'd all be canceled. Really, we really all be would be. Just imagine if all our thoughts or all our conversations with our friends, because we say a lot of like, shock value, shock factor, unhinged, controversial things with our friends. Imagine if that was publicized. I can boldly say all of us would be canceled right now. You know what I mean? And it's just because of the outrage that comes from cancel culture. And sometimes it's very much unwarranted. And I feel like as a society, we're moving towards being very one and single-minded, you know? But the whole point of social media, I feel, is to connect us to get so many different perspectives and so many different... There's so many sounds going on in the background, you guys. I hope you guys... I hope it's not that bad in the recording. But like I was saying, the whole point of social media and us being more connected is to hear different opinions and different views and being able to learn from them, you know? And sometimes other people's views and opinions may not change your own, but at least you understand them and you get a different perspective. You get what I mean? But cancel culture is just making us move into the single-minded viewpoint, which I think is not good. You know what I mean? And there's just no grace. And people are just so harsh when canceling. Like, it's never, you know, it's never set out of, like, love and respect and and empathy it's just always the most out of pocket rude shit that's being said out there which is not great like it's just not good and there is so much hate on the internet and it gets super super duper overwhelming so you guys i encourage you to take a break from social media on the internet at some point in your life because it can get really overwhelming but Anyways, those were just my opinions and viewpoints on cancel culture. And hopefully we move towards a more empathetic, a more accountability culture. Um, and, you know, realize that cancel culture is not working. The idea behind it, the fundamentality, the fundamentals of cancel culture makes a bit of sense. But it's not working. It is selective. Sometimes the punishment doesn't fit the crime. And there's no empathy and no grace given to people because we're humans. We make mistakes. And I feel like there should be room for us to make mistakes. There should be room for us to learn and grow and realize that, oh, damn, that was bad. I shouldn't have done that. But now I know. So thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast episode. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to rate it on whatever platform it is that you listen to. And don't forget to follow the podcast at All Things Podcast Official on Instagram and DM me anything that you want. Um, podcast episode ideas, a story that you want to tell me, just anything, and I will be open to hearing it. So thank you guys once again for listening to this episode, and I will see you guys in the next one. Bye!